0: And welcome to the podcast, Let's Talk About Movies, where we do occasionally talk about films. I'm one of your hosts, Aaron. I'm another host, Liam. And, well, we occasionally talk about films, but this week we've decided to talk about
1: something film adjacent. Film adjacent is a good term for it as well. I like that, yeah. Yeah. I've been working on that since the last episode. (laughs) It's just like in in bed the pen and paper and it's like tipping the pen to your tongue. It's like film close no <laughs> no <laughs> parallel no <laughs> just like charlie with the fucking whiteboard, <laughs> red string all over it yeah of, of jimmy woo maybe oh, oh nice well played thank you thank you all so yeah we are talking about victory sip <laughs> so just for reference i'm drinking table beer by wild card brewery it's only 2.7 percent because it's one o'clock in the afternoon so I figured i'd go light on it it's a good one to have for that. I had that the other day, or else I'd probably join you on it. But it's quite nice, actually. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I see it's what I Dan it. Get, see what Dan gets at with his table beers. Yeah, but I mean, I never pay too much attention to the percentages anyway. But you know, you got to drink a lot of them to get fucked up, aren't you? Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go out and pick specifically table beers. No, I think that's my thing. But you know, like you say, if you if you're driving or whatever you want to just have a couple, they're, they're good ones to have. Probably, I assume the less units, are they? 0.9 units. I feel like you could have that. You know, you'd be fine. Yeah, well, my general rule of thumb is three bottles, two cans, or two pints. Now these are small cans, so three of these. Yeah, sounds fine. I don't. I, don't I mean, don't them. drink and drive. Don't yeah. take my advice because it's probably wrong. Don't take Liam's advice. That sounds like a lot. <laughs> It's probably fine, but I like, don't get like, not three bottles of some twelve percent stuff. But like three regular. I've
0: got videos. I've got three cans, Liam. But it's uh, ex- special
1: export. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter what it is. It's three cans. <laughs> it's <fine. laughs> Liam said it's fine. No, opposite, honestly. Liam on the podcast said it was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, the podcast where they get way too drunk every week, yeah. <laughs> and it always always ends in a mess. Yeah. Oh, God. So, so I'm just getting excited for recording tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, sorry, Aaron, what are, we, what are we reviewing today?
0: We are reviewing the Disney Plus series, which is from the MCU, Marvel Cinematic Universe, Division, which Ooh. as of recording, and like we should be pretty sharpish on getting this out, but it's, it's come out in the last few days of the final episode. So we thought we'd wait till the end of the series and just review it as a whole, review it as a a complete product rather than doing anything in between. So, yeah, do you want to go through the plot?
1: Do you want to tell me what the story was? (laughs) Um, So Vision's dead, Wanda's really sad about it. And then all of a sudden she's in a TV land uh, where basically every episode is like, a different sitcom, or oh, it starts off that way, All of or somehow visions back to life, and there's a bit of mystery behind how and why. We yeah, we're sort of, of that way.
0: We're not really given any context at the start, are we? We just kind of dropped right into these are the characters that you've seen in the Avengers films. One of them was dead last time you saw him, and now it's magically the 1950s, and everything's black and white, and it's all very tropes of the 1950s.
1: Which can I just from, say like of all of all the I feel like this is the first proper MCU TV show. Obviously, we've had like the Dead of oh, the Netflix series. We've had Agents of Shield, which I've I've never really watched. So that might be like I think it's quite well regarded. But this definitely feels like a MCU property. It in the sense it, like the budget's high and it just fits in nicely. It's telling it's, the stories are along the same along the same line, I guess. But
0: yes, well, a large part of that is from the fact that despite the fact the Netflix series and agents of shield and agent Carter and all the other ones that they did were technically MCU properties, they were run by a kind of different company than the films were being made by. So they were run by like a Marvel television division rather than the Marvel films division. Um, we are getting too into the weeds on corporate structures and all that, but that, that's kind of, and it, you could kind of tell, because I have watched most of them now. You're not getting Captain America, you're not getting Thor, you're not getting Iron Man showing up in any of them. Now in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. at the start, you had like a couple of episodes of Nick Fury, or uh, some of the like more minor characters from like the Thor world or whatever would come in for one episode. But that was about it, really. And it, whilst it kind of is because it's still sort of telling similar stories, it never really felt like it was truly part of the same world. Whereas this is literally characters from the films that you've seen coming in and having their own TV show.
1: Yeah. And it definitely, I would say, it's got that feel about it. But I mean, so there's currently scheduled there's this. In a couple of weeks' time, or about a month's time, we've got Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and then later on in the year, we've got Loki. And this was the one that I was most excited about, because it looked just weird. Like, Falcon and the Winter Soldier looks good, but it just looks like an action TV show, which I'm going to watch because it's these characters in this universe, but it's probably one I'm least looking forward to. Loki looks cool because he's an interesting character, and there's weird stuff happening. All the, like the trailers, and everything for this just took weird to the next level. We had no idea what was going on, and I, I love that that like, the idea that because there's so many like comic books that are just one one shot, so you know, just there's a, a limited run, and it's just something completely random, completely separate, kind of from the universe. It's its own little bubble, and this kind of had that same that same vision to it, I guess. Ooh, no pun intended, um, <laughs> where you know it was just completely random, and now actually in actual sense deeper into the story it's not but it's set up in a way that yeah you know I can I can just enjoy this like Lydia enjoys all the Marvel stuff but she was really getting into this especially when it first started and it, the episodes were like based on like old schooly, uh, old school era comedies and sitcoms and stuff so yeah this is I've really enjoyed the whole thing I think it's been really really good and a bit of a breath of fresh air as well yeah so I agree. certainly I... the certainly the first half
0: yeah okay that's fair I think it has benefited as well from, I guess it's partly planned, but partly also not planned in the fact that we haven't had anything Marvel Marvel in like 20 20 months, probably it's been. Yeah. From when this started to uh, Spider Man, which was not last summer, summer before. Now, that's partly, like you say, they were having a little bit of a break, but we probably would have had. Black Black Widow, definitely, and maybe some other Eternals. things as well. Yeah, possibly. I'm not sure what else really was and wasn't moved. Um, but that would have come out last year, but obviously nothing came out last year really in the end. We, because of, I think we would already
1: have had Falcon and Winter Soldier as well. I think that was due to come out earlier. Possibly. Yeah, so push, That's push interesting. Back, which actually I think might work a little bit better because I think the hype around this has been so, so big that it's going to, I mean, to be fair, People are there's certain people, this is always going to get watched regardless because, yeah. you know, this is the bi- biggest industry in the world or franchise in the world, rather. People are always going to watch this shit, definitely. Um, but yeah, I think, I think you're right, it has benefited by you know not being able to see anything new,
0: yeah, I think so. Um, and and yeah, and like I say, it does feel it feels fresh because. Like you said before, it feels like the films. You can see that there's been money spent on it, and apparently, there was a lot of money spent on it. You were talking like it was probably the most expensive TV series ever made. Yeah, which kind of shocked me at first, especially in those early episodes. It kind of felt like, what? Where is (laughs) where is the money going on
1: this? (laughs) But I feel like that feels like Mandalorian should have had a bigger budget than this should have. Possibly, yeah, but I feel so, like uh, it does come out
0: a lot more in the the later ones, the later episodes. Yeah, and more noticeable anyway. Um, when you consider that it was like, I think you were saying like towards the end, Game of Thrones was like fifteen million an episode, and this was twenty million an episode. So, so it's it's quite a, a big leap up from that. This
1: was twenty million episode, apparently. Right, yeah, I mean, I have no like point of reference to how much it should be, but it sounds a lot.
0: I think Game of Thrones was the previous. Most expensive yeah. one. Yeah, so um, I think as well it was a chance for Marvel to to take the, that sort of idea that they've got with a film but to spin it into just a different kind of storytelling. Yeah. Um, I mean, at the point where we are now, I guess it's not really spoilers to say we don't know if there's going to be a, a second season of this or not.
1: I've got theories. I'll, I'll get into it later. Yeah, certainly not in the same vein that it has there may be a sequel to it but it won't be a that's you know, the thing a, yeah i think to me it, it won't it, be a season two compared to
0: season one of friends yeah exactly be, or, or you have with your agency shield or your daredevil or whatever whether it's yeah. daredevil season one daredevil season two i think this would have yeah. to be it would have to be one division two as the title yeah or whatever they'd call it you know like they've done with iron man and etc etc so because it feels more like a film in that respect i think for me
1: yeah. It's very, it's got, a, it's got a definite ending to it. Like to what this story was. Yeah, definitely.
0: I mean, it's, so that's one thing like Marvel. So it's not got an ending because none of them ever have an ending properly. Yeah. They feel like they have rounded off their story
1: and what they wanted to tell in this. Yeah. Which again, and it, it, it comes back to Marvel and Gray are great at doing this where they're they started off with, you know, these superhero action films, and then they they try and change things up a little bit. So rather than just doing action, they then went into like comedy with stuff like Guardians of the Galaxy, Ant-Man and the Wasp, and that sort of stuff. And they're always trying to do these, like you said, tell these stories in slightly different ways. And I think this is just another perfect example of that. It's just, okay, well, we've never done a sitcom before. How do we do a sitcom? Oh, there's these books where Vision's wearing a, a jumper and he's got a family and stuff. This is a perfect way, you know. We, we can work with this. And there's one, Kevin Feige strikes me as the kind of guy that goes, just like, yeah, fuck it. Let's just, let's try it. Because the thing is, they've got so much money. If there's something that's not great, to just move on to the next thing, because there's always something and, new. Th- yeah, there
0: is always the next thing coming along in the
1: pipeline. Yeah. I mean, just look at Inhumans, which is on Disney Plus, although you have to fucking really try and find it. Yeah. That was it. That was a, as, as someone who has watched, as, as
0: someone who has watched Inhumans, my advice would be not to look at Inhumans. <laughs> um, Unfortunately, that, never to have watched it. That was bad. It was one of them things where it, it started pretty bad, and then it just got
1: worse. And you were kind of watching just to see how bad it could get. <laughs> the answer was very, funny. very yeah. <laughs> Cool. So I think what we'll do if we'll we'll touch on each episode and then just kind of as a little bit of a recap and we can discuss what we liked and didn't like. Um, But was there anything, because we've tried to be like non-spoilery so far. So do you have any more non-spoilery thoughts? Um No, I think I'm happy to move into the, into the episodes. Um, I've got two things. Well, three things, sorry. First of all, as a testament to how good this show was or like how well structured it was that, it was the most infuriating thing in the world where at the end of every episode, the credits would come on right at that. Not cliffhanger, but like, I just want that extra five minutes just to know what's going to happen next. And every time it was really annoying when it, when it did eventually end on that six minutes of credits is way too fucking long. There's no need for it (laughs) because it tricked me every single time. I think, Oh, this is a longer episode today. Oh wait, no, it's just six minutes of credits at the end. Uh, And then Disney plus, what the fuck are you doing? I don't know if you've tried to use it, and maybe it's not a universal thing, but certainly on my TV, you know, you've got your plus 10 and your minus 10. Yep. Have to skip forward. Plus 10, fast forward, six seconds. And minus 10 rewinds, 14 seconds. I don't fucking understand why. I feel
0: like that might be a your TV issue. I hope not, because, you know, I paid a lot for that TV.
1: <laughs> 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 Netflix is fine. Everything else is fine. It's just fucking Disney Plus. Um, cool. Episode one. So, Do you remember what it was? Episode one. Uh, so the
0: titles of every single episode oh, were, I didn't write that down. were um, sort of riffs on famous things that you would hear pretty much of sitcoms from the time. So the first one was called "Filmed Before a Live Studio Audience, which was something that was often said to That's explain the away uh, the canned laughter that they would put in on TV shows at the time. Um, like I say, it was set in the 50s, so it's all, everything's black and white and everything is very of the time. And it concerned them two moving in together, basically moving into this new new town.
1: Yeah, and it's all, it's. I mean, it's it's a cold open to the whole show. It's not just like you get a cold open and then credits roll. The whole thing is like, even the characters don't quite understand what's happening with it. So it's kind of like an Isle of Lucy sort of spin-off, I guess, um, in how it's set. But yeah, you're absolutely right. They're there, but they're like, they don't quite know are there. The acting if it's normal, but then there's some like realizations they're like, oh, there's someone on the calendar. So that's the plot of the first one, effectively. There's a date on the calendar, which is today, which you like got a heart around it. And the the joke of it all is that they're trying to think, okay, well, what? no one wants to admit they don't know what date it is, like in case the other one gets, gets mad. So they think it's like the anniversary and stuff. I loved on this episode, like it proper did like the effect of that time really well, even to the effects like, of like the magic and stuff that that was happening it looked janky but like it did it look, look like it was on wires and yeah. stuff like that
0: yeah that was what i was gonna say like there's a bit where she's like using her magic to move plates around the room and
1: stuff and it looks like it was just being carried across the room on a wire yeah it's done so well and it was like genuinely funny as well like that's the thing with these first few episodes like it's a different kind of humor to what you get now because that's just what happens with with the times but if you appreciate those era comedies then you're gonna find this stuff funny as well like it's, it's it is good but then long story short the boss is the boss is due to come over for dinner that's what the date is and his name is mr Hart which is why there was a heart in the diary which by the way the calendar
0: you would you just wouldn't do would you
1: no no absolutely but, crazy but whatever that's
0: probably very emblematic of sitcoms of the time I think
1: yeah um but they do loop back to that later on Yes. um they do come back to that. But then all of a sudden, so you've got this really light-hearted TV show and all of a sudden, it starts getting dark. And this is another reason why I really like really like the start of this first few episodes was there were just these moments in there which was so sinister. And like in this, he's, he's choking on, on some food. And it's like his, his wife's in a loop. She's just saying, stop it. But like in a really non-human way. Yeah, it felt like, um,
0: like you say she was stuck in a loop. She... she kept saying the same thing over and over again sort of without any difference any sort of sort of subtle difference between the way she was saying it not like you expect a human to do kind of thing
1: mm. um so yeah i mean that for me great opening to the series i thought it was real good
0: yeah definitely set the tone of what to expect with the different um the the comedy setting but also that things weren't obviously and not everything was quite as it seemed not everything was quite rosy if you will
1: yeah definitely not so then the second one the second one was a
0: bewitched episode what was it called uh don't touch that dial because back in the day you didn't have remotes I guess I think was the thing so you have like a little yeah. dial on the side of the telly that you have to used to change the channel so obviously don't touch that dial don't change the channel that's the uh the setting from the 60s and like you say it was it was bewitched wasn't it the, the, yeah
1: that's only uh, the vibe i go I, I think i think that was what it was kind of going off and uh, this one wasn't really my favorite episode i know a lot of people really like this one i didn't think it was that good it's got the talent show in there
0: i quite liked it i didn't think it was very different to the first episode no maybe that's
1: what it what it where it loses points a little bit
0: the difference between the 50s and 60s it was all still black and white barring a couple of small things that were kind of hints at what was going on in the bigger world but yeah I guess for me as somebody who was born way later than that um I can't really tell the subtle differences between a 1950s and a 1960s comedy so maybe it was a little bit lost on me it felt like more of a continuation of that first episode I think
1: yeah, yeah, and there's some charm to it. Like, they, they go to like a talent show, and Vision effectively gets drunk, but you can't get drunk, he's got chewing gum. He ate some chewing gum and he got it stuck in his gears. I never tend to find people acting drunk that funny, which is ironic <laughs> well, given, <laughs> given the content that we put out. <laughs> yeah, um, so Liam, just admit it, you hate our podcast. I hate our podcast, no, but the thing is, we're genuinely wrecked. So that is funny. I think if, I think people acting drunk is hard to do. Um, it should be a method actor if you're going to go that way and just fucking get in <laughs> Um But aside from that sort of stuff, there's the colour starts to appear in the world randomly. And then there's also uh, a helicopter that lands in the front garden that's made of colour. And there's these little soul, like if you're aware of stuff, you might notice like there's a, a sword emblem on like the helicopter, stuff like that. Things that, Lydia wouldn't know to pick up on, so it adds to the mystery. But if you're in inside the universe and stuff, then it's like oh, that's an interesting sort of hint I've just just noticed on there. Um, and at that point you're wondering, is it an Easter egg or is this more around the full plot? But then the really crazy thing that happens on this episode is right towards the very end, a guy in a beekeeper suit comes up through the through a manhole and Vision and Wanda see it, and then Wanda goes says something that's like no. Like I think it might just even be just no. Something like that. Um, yeah. But then everything gets rewound slightly. So, so then the back just before the the guy in a beekeeper suit comes out and everything's absolutely fine. Then they didn't see him and everything's on Kidori. So we're starting to get some idea that, you know, Wanda's got some some say in this whole situation.
0: Yeah, it feels like maybe things are which I mean, I guess we could kind of imagined anyway, because we knew that she had magical powers and and although we weren't quite sure of to what extent um she could she could have affected things but yeah so it felt like she was maybe in control of this and that was that she was perhaps behind it all because yeah. because she had the ability to do that. Um and I and think I'll make this point now and it's that I think the series as a whole really benefited from coming out week to week. Yes. Because it's very reliant on like mystery box storytelling you constantly mm-hmm. like going oh what's that oh what does that mean oh and it's red herrings all over the place as well like yeah i'll i'll come back to it later but yeah i feel like that was, that was obviously a big one the the little red helicopter thing that you mentioned there's a couple of it's in the first one as well that kind of they're all hinting at something else going on and some kind of bigger conspiracy and it kind of felt like you were constantly going like you said before you constantly get into the credits and going, oh i just want to see the next thing i just yeah. want a little bit more and i think the series as a whole really benefited from that
1: no absolutely i think because i've i've i watched it week to week and then this week so i'm still off rewatched it sort it's like two episodes a day this week and i don't think i've enjoyed it as much but maybe that's just because it's it's been so close to to it already coming out anyway you probably yeah even, Probably would be rewarded by watching it again in six months' time or a years' time, rather than six weeks later.
0: Yeah, that's an um, interesting point. I wouldn't. I do wonder if it, like you say, it is a little bit because you're too close to it, or if it is a little bit it just doesn't quite work as well. Number one, when you've already seen it. Yeah, you because know the you mystery. already know the the twists and turns that are coming up. Mm. And number two, like you say, when you've not got to wait a week and you've not got to build that anticipation kind of thing.
1: Yeah, because it was it was like what's the word? um Destination TV is that the word? What's what I'm looking for? It's that people whoever's listening they know what I'm trying to say. It's like, right, kids, Wonder Vision's on. Everyone sit around around the TV and and let's enjoy it. Yeah, I see. You know. Appointment um, viewing. Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah, we'll go with that as much as film with Jason. My role. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean at this point. Still, everything's really, really cool on everything's really interesting. We still don't really know what's happening. And then episode three. Do you remember episode three?
0: Uh episode three is called Now in Color, which obviously when TV shows were becoming into color, they would use that phrase. Um and also it's notable because at the end of the very end of episode two, I think it was, yeah, wonders waves of fingers and everything becomes colour and everything turns into the 1970s. I'm not
1: sure which one this was sending up. In terms of like what it was based off?
0: Yeah. Maybe I was just...
1: thinking Brady Bunch or Brady's Company. Maybe. However, it, and maybe it's my lack of viewing of that sort of era. Because I'd probably say I watched more like, as a kid, more like 60s stuff than 70s stuff. But it didn't feel as close to the source material as the previous two episodes did. They felt a lot more authentic to what they were trying to go off and maybe it's the way it's you know not as janky and you know things are a little bit more cleaner I don't know but it didn't feel quite the same.
0: I feel like that was possibly as well because it was the first the first like cracks maybe in this sort of formula that she would got. Yeah possibly. And not to sort of step on the later episodes a little bit more but it, it does feel like it gets They've Still got those tropes and still got those elements, but it just feel like it gets a little bit further and further. It feels less and less like an actual episode of The Brain yeah. or if, you know, honeymooners or whatever you, you know, bewitched or what have you. So, I wonder if that was maybe slightly what they were going
1: for. Yeah, um, I'll give them that then. I'll give them that one because everything else, I either mean, that or I'm
0: just reading too much into
1: it. I'm really bad at note taking because I, I give myself short notes thinking that I'll remember what I was talking about, and maybe it was just this one statement. The point was just. Things are getting weird because that's all I wrote. <laughs> well, but but I'm assuming now that I wrote that in relation to something to talk about. Wanda's pregnant all of a sudden.
0: Yeah, maybe maybe it was the pregnancy because that happens in what about two days. Yeah. Like so she goes from not being pregnant to having kids like two days later.
1: Yeah. However, what I did like about this this episode was like there's a bit a lot of craziness about that. It. Like, Wanda's it's as if like this pregnancy is kind of sent her powers off on a mad thing, mad spiral, because you can't really control them. Like, she's so got paintings of a stork on the baby's wall, and that suddenly comes to life, and little things like that. Things are and, appearing um, and changing. Hilarious hijinks ensue. Yeah, which I did quite like the stork scene.
0: Um, that that felt very nineteen seventies comedy.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'll give it that to be fair. Uh, and then we get, yes, yeah, she was in the second episode, but I can't remember her her name. Geraldine. Geraldine, yes. She's in it. She helps deliver the babies. Again, hilarity ensues as the Doctor's gone off. So Vision has to run after the Doctor and Geraldine saves the day by delivering the babies. But then all of a sudden, this is where, maybe this is where things were getting weird. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. But she, they're talking and then, they're talking about like family and brothers and then Geraldine kind of clicks and she's like, Ultron killed your brother. And then that sends wanders a little bit crazy. A little bit west. Yeah, it sends her a little bit west and fucks her off basically.
0: Yes. Which she's is a really tough.
1: cool scene. Yeah. That, um... That's why things are getting weird because the 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 neighbor, oh, what's his name? The neighbor next door, the dude. Herb. Herb. I love Herb. Um <laughs> Herb's like mowing down his hedges. I know you don't mow hedges, but he's trimming them with a like an electronic cutter. He's trimmer. going into, he's trimming. Oh my <laughs> god! Don't drink table beers, kids, because don't believe what they say about three point seven percent. I think he missed a one off the start. And yeah, he's he's trimming into his wall and like, well, he doesn't like any normal. Yeah, yeah. And it's just again, it's just this dark, weird, sinister bits that I absolutely really enjoyed about this show. And to be fair, I love any sort of any comedy where it suddenly turns dark and sinister. That's that's completely my bag. So maybe that's that's why it came to me or like hit me. But they're like him and Agnes are talking and it's kind of like they're, they're scared to say something to Vision, but they're like, look, this Geraldine girl, like she's not, they're kind she's of, not right.
0: They're kind of like gossiping about her a little bit, aren't they? And, and it feels like Vision's kind of caught them yeah. in the gossip. So they, they're a little bit reluctant to say anything, but they kind of hint
1: that that something's not right with Geraldine. Yeah, Geraldine, That she doesn't have a home. Like she yeah. didn't live here. Um, so then when Vision's like, okay, you're acting weird, walks back in the house and Geraldine's no longer there. Like she's just disappeared. And then Wanda says, oh, she's gone home. This is when Vision starts to be like, starts to notice the things that potentially we've been noticing. Like, you know, Wanda's acting a little bit coy here. And then this is where, this is what I thought the show did really well, which is just really interesting filmmaking technique. The aspect ratio changes because all the while so far it's been in the like, old style four by three, so it's affected like a slightly bigger square or slightly off square yeah. to 16 by nine, which is what your normal TV is. And then it shifts like outside of WandaVision into the real world, which the real world then change it again to 21 by nine because that's the cinema, cinema screen aspect ratio. So t- as far as like an MCU view is concerned, that's the real world. So I just thought that was a really clever way of, of showing, OK, well, this is old school TV. This is new TV. Or newer TV because it's widescreen, but then how do you signify then that you actually, the real world is different to Wonder world? You change it to the cinema. World. I thought that's so clever, and the way it does it is just a really like seamless transition.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I thought they were really good, really, and it, it was like I say more used in these earlier episodes, I think, than than any of the others. Yeah, um, but yeah, it, it does when it goes into that that letterboxed format, and you can and like I say, Geraldine is. Cast out effectively of the world that wonder had created,
1: yes, yeah. Could we see it just fl- appear, fly. yeah, she'll fly just... out? Yeah, so then... we should we should mention sorry that earlier on we've been hearing like or seeing people watching it on TV screens. I like, yes. don't know who it is, but we've seen people like watching it on TV screens. We've heard like radio signals coming into WonderVision, like hard, difficult to make out, but like along the lines of like who's doing this to you, like what's, what's happening, Wonder trying to talk to her. And we're still not really knowing what's happening and it's i think perfectly sets up the next episode which i think was a well-deserved break or well-placed break from what's been happening in terms of pacing of the series
0: yeah so the next one um titled we interrupt this program because that would be what would happen if you know something actually interrupted your program that was what they'd say so which does kind of deviate from the you know, the the sitcoms progressively moving forward. And this episode was entirely set in, quote, unquote, the real world, the, the Marvel universe that we've come to know, rather than in Wanda's sort of special made-up world. And it follows uh, the person who we thought was Geraldine, but is actually in real life uh, Monica Rambeau, previously seen as a child in captain marvel Um yep. now she's fully grown up she is a an agent of sword which is something that i think marvel seems to be introducing more and more is like their sort of space version of shield
1: yeah um, that well that they kind of that's what it is or should be but in this they kind of said oh well um monica kind of referenced it they're like well we're doing why we're we doing stuff here then because there's a lot more earth-based stuff where maybe the you know, it, it should be based more off in space. And we got... Oh, what was the end of it? Was it, was it Thor? The last Thor, where we see um Nick Fury in space. Spider-Man, wasn't it? Spider-Man. So we've, we've kind of gone from that to all of a sudden we're back in here. And it's what? Sentient Weapons...
0: Sentient Weapon Observation and Response Division. Yes. Um So it feels so yeah. like... They're a little bit less maybe space based in in this, and more like a successor successor to Shield.
1: Yeah, well, I feel like the in in story it, that this should be like more of a space force, but maybe just maybe this is a division of it, or yeah, not necessarily being steered the way that they were planned. Because this episode starts off with a phenomenal opening scene, which is Monica coming back from the blip. Or the snap, the blip it in, in in the real world, I guess. Yeah, um, and it's just amazing. You know, in the hospital, she appears and it's like. Whereas we got a funny version of it in Spider Man, this kind of shows the, the real life version of it. Right? Actually, no. Yeah, three, so like in three and a half billion people have just arrived. Exactly where they were before when they left.
0: So like I say yeah. in, in Spider Man, the funny version of it was uh, there's like a high school gym. Uh, they're playing basketball or something at the time. And all of a sudden these guys are just reappear fully in like full band uniform with like a tuba and what have you just in the middle of the floor. And obviously they, all these basketball, but it's all kind of played for laughs. Whereas in this yeah. it's set in a hospital and all of a sudden a bunch more patients, a bunch more people just appear where people are already because that's what happens in the hospital. You know, it just moves on mm. and it's just chaos basically.
1: Yeah. and like you say, I,
0: I agree with you. I thought that was a really good scene. Um, she sort of has to get to grips with, oh, I've, I've disappeared for five years in a, a split second,
1: basically. Yeah, because she's like, where's my mum? Somehow the doctor remembers her, but she's like, your mum's dead.
0: She died like she, two and a half years ago.
1: Yeah, it's like, no, she just got given the all clear like two minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're sound. It's like, no. She, yeah. And so, yeah, she's coming to grips with it and she goes back to where she's an agent of Sword.
0: Yeah, effectively. She- This one sort of works as our introduction to her as a character in the years since, um, you know, we saw her as a child in the 90s in uh, Captain Marvel. She's now like a a fully grown agent of S.W.O.R.D. She's a captain, so she's obviously quite um, well-respected, well-regarded, yeah. We sort of see that she kind of is responsible for some of the things, like the little toy helicopter going into Wanda's world, and that she eventually kind of gets pulled in a little
1: bit herself but one thing we haven't mentioned in this episode is she's one retire- re- returning character but there's ah. two other friendly faces yes the one and only jimmy Woo and dr darcy yeah um, one of them i've always loved the other one i now have come to really like i don't know if, if, if loves the word yet but i quite like her now yes
0: yeah, so and jimmy said,
1: her yeah. Timmy was a dick.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he was only in Ant Man and the Wasp, right?
1: Yeah. Before oh, this? No, two. He was only in two. Yeah, the second one. Yeah. Oh, so Ant Man and the Wasp. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. So he was only in that one previously. And Darcy Lewis, who wasn't a doctor last time we saw her, but she's now a doctor, she'd been in the Thor oh. films for one the and two. two. She yes. had not even been in the third one. So it's like quite a long layoff for her between. Yeah, Marvel characters projects I, I guess. really didn't expect to see either No, like... no characters you probably would, would just think oh well we're probably not really going to see I don't know if Darcy Lewis is based on a comic character, I know Jimmy Woo is Yeah, um, Jimmy Woo has a, a series called Agents of Atlas which was sort of taking he was a very very old comic character um, mm. sort of predating Marvel I think and that was basically getting them all together so that's where he comes from, I
1: think Darcy was just a creation for the the Thor films, I think. She was yeah a bit of a comic, like bit of comic relief, younger, not teenager, but young adult. Yeah, you know, yeah, she was sort of there to make the jokes whilst Natalie Portman
0: and sorry Jane Foster and uh, Thor and Thor kissed. kissed and did all the science and stuff. So yeah, um, I thought they brought her back. Well, I like you say, I think she was probably better used in this than she was in either of the Thor films.
1: Yeah absolutely it's like there's a reason it makes sense that she's there it's nice to see like a character that we've not seen for a while but they've stepped her up in terms of what she can do like she knows what she's talking about she's got a point for everything that she's doing and she's effectively like the brains behind the whole thing we see in the end jimmy we worked on his close-up ma- magic since Man and the wasp i guess he he had five years to learn it i guess yeah. I guess he didn't get snapped, which was again a nice, just a, a nice little callback. And apparently he did that trick himself with the card.
0: Yeah, apparently that was
1: actually actually him doing it. Yeah. So yeah, so there, we've got the dream team together now. We've got Monica, Darcy, and Jimmy. And and we also Greg. realized that
0: the, the person who we'd seen sort of observing what we were viewing as a TV series was actually Darcy. And it turns out that it had all been broadcast. What was going on was being broadcast. Outside yes. of the world, so yeah, that was kind of um, a little bit of a catch
1: up, I think, for for what was going on. Yeah, outside it was a, of the, yeah, it was because it pretty much places us, it goes back a week effectively. Yeah, or, well, two weeks, long weeks longer, weather, yeah, yeah. Um, and then just brings us back up to the time, but sets the complete scene for outside of one division, and it just it does, it does it really well. I really like this episode again. It's a break that we probably needed from, you know, the sitcom, 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 give us something different and give us that B-plot as well, a little bit that you, you probably need. And yeah, definitely. We do see her fly out. So it, it cuts back towards the end of the episode, back to when she disappears from One Division. So she said that uh, Pietro was killed by spare her, And then Wanda literally blows her the fuck, like, through the walls, through the fences, like, uh, 10 miles away, like, back through the hex, which, by the way, clever way to bring in hex magic by making it, like, hexagonal and the, the, just coined the term that way. Yeah, because the, the, the bubble, effectively, around it looks
0: a bit like a hex, doesn't it? Like, it's made up of yeah. hexes. And, obviously, in the comic, wand of, or Scarlet Witch's powers are called hexes. So that was quite a clever little nod, I think, on that one. Hmm.
1: Um, yeah, she should have broken everyone in the body, just saying. And also vision, <laughs> should have, vision should have seen it. If you think about the layout of the house... I mean,
0: you would notice really if somebody straight
1: went... Straight through, like past Vision.
0: If, if one of your walls was some blown out and there was a body flying out of it at like 100 miles an hour, you'd think you'd notice, but yeah. yeah.
1: And then not to stray too far from the... Um, the well, oh, God, 1B is really hitting me. <laughs> <laughs> from From the sinisterness, we see a brief shot of zombie Vision, which was... Freaky, like yes. So it's it's
0: perhaps how she would see. I don't. I don't really know. But it was quite a weird sort of moment where he was like, he looked like a zombie kind of thing.
1: But at this point in in it being out, because obviously episode to episode, there's so much like theories and stuff flying around that it was like, okay, has she reanimated his corpse? How did she done this? Has she done this? And I don't know if it's this episode or the next one, but Hayward, the kind of leader of sword kind of suggest that she stole Vision yes I think maybe the next episode I don't know but regardless you know it's, it actually turns out it's probably just more just like her psyche is just a little bit unstable yeah, I think so yeah
0: okay. so then after that we move into the next episode which is titled On a Very Special Episode this one kind of moves then into it's kind of normal services resumed on the, the sitcom front a little bit we get uh, a sort of 80s, 90s setting, I think, on this one. Maybe early 90s, but maybe, mostly 80s. Yeah, um, I think Eurozans and yeah. Full Roseans. House, I think, was the one I think I picked up on, it being compared to. Mm-hmm. Again, I wasn't born. But on this one, there is a little bit, um, Wander's a little bit more less inclined to hide her abilities, it feels like.
1: Yeah, it's like throwing out um, Monica's kind of, kind of pumped her up a little bit. Like she realized we're not aware whether she's in control or not, but she's realized that she's kind of controlled. She, this is her doing. Yes. And she's kind of willing to, to, you know, be like, well, I'm in charge now, bitch. And, and not hide stuff. The kids have been born. I think we said last, a couple of yes, episodes ago. Born in the couple
0: of episodes ago in this one, they go very quickly from being infants to five years old. Um, which literally just suddenly ages them up. And uh, we get a dog.
1: No, they, well, I think they go from
0: infants to five and then to ten. Well, that's it, yeah, because we get a dog coming into it, and they're told that they can't keep the dog until, until they're ten. have a
1: dog until they're ten years old. And so all of a sudden, like,
0: they just age themselves up to ten. So they get around it that way. Um, yeah. So we get the dog, which is Sparky, which is Poor a little man. bit of a reference to a comic book came out a few years ago called vision and it was all about where vision tried to settle down and have a quiet family life and he gets a dog to try and paper over the cracks of some things that are going on okay so that was a reference i mean Wanda's not in that mostly that was just a, a sort of reference to this kind of suburban life that that
1: vision was kind of leading now just a little yeah. nod i think more than anything like you say with the hexes as well um this had possibly the funniest bit which I mean, we should say that all the jingles every episode's got like a, a thematically correct jingle at the start just to suit the type of if it's I love Lucy if it's whatever it is if it's Roseanne they've all got the, a, a jingle to kind of sound like or based around them and this one's like the song itself is fine but the the title cards with it are amazing it's got like all the wonder and vision in the kids growing up but this one of like baby vision. Literally, I've seen it like five times. No, I just, this bit like five times, and so I burst out laughing every time. It's so funny. Yeah, it's
0: just this little purple baby, basically purple yeah. slash red baby.
1: <laughs> it's hilarious looking. Yeah. Um, Vision's starting to have doubts. You know about what's happening because Wanda's being so blasé with stuff, and people are acting weird. He's starting to be a little bit unsure. And at one point, Agnes is like oh, do you want me to do another take? Do we do that again or something?
0: Yeah, she said something and, and sort of looks at Wanda and she says, oh, should we do that again? Yeah. And everybody seems a bit, what, what do you mean? What's going on? And you don't know if necessarily Wanda knows what she means and she's just pretending for vision's sake or mm. if she genuinely doesn't know what's going on kind of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: There's a lot of that um, kind of mystery element to it there as well. So that mm. maybe it's one of our... One of the first few hints we get as well that Agnes is maybe a little bit aware of what's, what's going on a little bit
1: more than, than perhaps
0: uh, any any of the other residents of the town are.
1: Mind you, we do see other residents asking similar stuff. I'm not sure if it's, if it's happened yet, or but it definitely happens later. Herbert uh, but the Halloween one's like, oh, do you want me to change something? Or something like okay. that. Okay. Um,
0: yeah, maybe I hadn't picked up on that as much, but...
1: But I think which it might be one of the first times we see it. Um, yeah. Sparky the dog dies, rest in peace. One thing that I think is kind of cool is that it cuts outside to the real world and they're talking just like kind of like the same conversations that we would have, like maybe as, as kids more so than now, like, oh, this Batman could beat up Superman or whatever. And they're like, oh, no, well, Wanda's the strongest Avenger. And then they're like, oh, yeah, but she nearly killed Thanos. And then, yeah, but Captain Marvel could kill Thanos if you wanted to. I think it's kind of cool. Like, they, all, they know what happened in Endgame. Yeah. Like, they, that these these stories, these legends of the kind of common knowledge. I think that's... I don't know how necessarily they would know so much. I guess it gets reported because they're effectively soldiers. But I think it's kind of cool as well. It's a cool little nod.
0: Yeah, because that's the other thing as well that's going on now, is we're not just getting the sitcom side of it we're also getting the the story with Darcy and, and Monica and everybody and Jimmy outside of the the bubble yeah outside of the hex as well um so that story continues alongside it as well I can't believe you just blew over Sparky getting killed by the way
1: I can't I can't talk on it for too long it <laughs> upsets me as a dog dad fair as enough a dog father it hurts um no go on what do you want to say about Sparky Oh, just yeah. it was
0: just you know you were like oh, and the dog died and then uh... <laughs> <laughs> the dog dies. We don't see the dog die, but we just see that Agnes finds the dog's dead. Basically, so yeah. Um, the other thing as well that happens is there's a, a drone wasn't the sent in by Sword and then yes. the Hayward, that seemingly
1: evil who's really bad at his job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he is not a good general or whatever he is he uh
0: he just decides oh yeah we'll just we'll just use the drone to kill Wanda. apparently yeah um, and that and doesn't go when... well
1: for him no because it turns out Wanda's a crazy bitch yeah and, um...
0: so she takes down the drone doesn't she and and sort of comes out and meets them outside of the hex and says look just leave us alone all right and sort of that's about the end of it <laughs> but yeah. it makes vague threats to him and, and yeah
1: it's cool. And then because she's kind of gone crazy, and Vision's like, they have this heated argument. And I, this my favorite bit of this episode is they got this, having this really angry argument. And Wanda's like, no, that's the end of it. And then the credits roll because she's kind of controlling WandaVision. Yeah. And then Vision's like, fuck you this isn't the end of it i'm still going (laughs) still has the argument this mad argument while the credits are all and the credits end and they go into the other room they're still arguing it's just again it's just really good filmmaking techniques that you you, i've never seen before certainly this sort of thing because you the credits roll what's the end of stuff like simple you never see Never. there's never anything happening while the music's playing that way, I mean, nothing, nothing important
0: there. anyway. Like you say, yeah, no. it's usually just something like that, or there's maybe a joke in there or something like that. But this was like the credits were going, and you could see that there was this was still mid scene kind of thing. Yeah, um, I think they even this, square off. Yeah, this <laughs> does lead into probably my favourite, the, the bit where I was most engaged in the whole series. Yeah, I think so because right at the end of the episode, mid argument for these two, the, the, the knock at the door. And Vision's like, Oh, who's this now? Who are you sending now? Because he thinks that Wanda's in control of everything. And she's like, I I genuinely don't know. Opens the door and we get the over the shoulder camera, where it focuses in on, on Wanda. Um, and there's a look of shock on her face and it cuts to the who to see who is at the door and it's a brother, but it's not really a brother. So it's, um, it's Quicksilver. But the Quicksilver from the X-Men films, basically, which sent everybody on the internet into a big old fan crazy.
1: Cue Q- Q- more fan theories and conspiracy theory. This show has so many fan theories. I think most things that happened in it were called, but there was also so much shit that was, was no way even touched. Yeah. Like, nothing was touched on. But everyone called, like, who characters were and, like, said, that are like, oh, these people might And... There's leaks and stuff. This uh, I can't of his name, the actor's name, but he he might be in it. But yeah. Yeah. So many theories. Uh, yes. And then it kind of, that's it. And like, okay, well, why is... And the question is, okay, well, is it just a nod? Which ultimately, I think it was more of that.
0: I think ultimately it was just them uh, trolling us a little bit. Yeah, yeah. They definitely, uh, they wanted us to think that, oh, this is, this is the beginning of the X-Men films joining in. The Marvel
1: or even world. just like cross cross dimensional or yeah. universe stuff multiverse stuff but we'll, we'll get on to that we'll get onto the end of it but but yeah episode six um I don't have the name but this is a Malcolm in the Middle episode it's
0: the all-new Halloween
1: spooktacular yeah this, what they managed to do with this is is get like the classic costumes in which is really and they did it really well like, I think that was
0: that was possibly my favorite bit is that when they're dressing up for Halloween um, they all get given like very comic accurate costumes for these now obviously Marvel have kind of they have done comic costumes before very much like real world versions of these costumes. So the colors are very muted in comparison and everything seems a little bit more practical, whereas these are much like what they look like in the comics it's yeah. it's bright greens it's bright reds bright blues kind of things but they're all halloween costumes and they've all given weird excuses as to why they are Halloween costumes yeah which I quite that, uh,
1: yeah like she's a wakandan not a wakandan um, sokovian, sokovian fortune teller and he's a mexican wrestler yeah, which I did like that bit where it's like, I didn't realize you were into Mexican wrestling. Like, oh, me gusto. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I felt a little bit of a, a tingle down there. When, <laughs> um, yeah, so they explained that really. One that I did hate, though, was that I saw like a clip arg- article which was saying that our uh, Quicksilver's hair was actually a wolverine Easter streak because it was kind of like spiky at the sides. Yeah. But, like, well, it wasn't. He just it was that, a- like, it was a quicksilver reference. Yeah. <laughs> Biky hair at the sides. It's just his is longer.
0: Yeah. It like, feels like um, clickbait wanting you to just kind of really just be an ultimate clickbait. It's like, no, it's not.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it becomes pretty clear that Hayward's into some shady shit because they're looking into like his files and stuff. Oh, and we realize so vision goes off on his own in this episode to that the edge of town. And we're starting to see like people outside of the core cast. I say that in inverted commas, are still kind of under control, but kind of on a, kind of frozen almost. They're just on on like a loop. Like it's one person's like making a hanging motion to hang like a ghost decoration up, but just going back and forth, like just with their arms, not doing anything. It did feel a little bit like
0: the further away you got from the main characters, people were just kind of, there was very little attention paid to them. They were just kept, kind of in a loop, kept just going over the same things.
1: It was the Rick and Morty episode. It was 100%. There's a bit
0: from Rick and Morty where yeah. they're, they're in the simulation. And if you look away from what's actually the main thing that's going on, everything doesn't make any sense. Yeah. My man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, that, so that was pretty creepy. What I did think, though, if people aren't being used, like in terms of they're not really moving about, are they starving to death?
0: Well, see, there's a little bit of a hint in that because... So throughout the series as well we've also been getting one advert effectively for a, a fake product and they're always something to do with Wanda's past so it was uh, Stark Industries or Strucker Watches or um, we had Lagos Paper Towels which is a reference to Age of Ultron or Civil War one or the other um, and in this one it was like a very and, and this is sort of where I can I can kind of remember watching Malcolm in the Middle because this is the '90s slash 2000s, and this was a very '90s slash 2000s advert for me. So it was yeah. something that I recognised immediately. I was like, "Okay, yeah." And it's like a
1: a boy's a on a, a surfboard.
0: Yeah, there's a shark on a surfboard, and, and a boy's dying on this. He's on this uh, desert plant desert island. It's all claymation as well. He's on this desert island. And uh, he says, oh, I'm going to starve. And, and the, the shark comes in and says, oh, if you're cool, you could eat uh, yo magic yogurts and then gives him one. But the boy can't open the thing and slowly dies, which was always a bit weird. It was a bit dark,
1: and very dark. But I never actually took that meaning from it, actually, that that they're, they're fine because they're feeding off a magic because it later on in the episode, we see that Vision tries to leave the hex and is starting to disintegrate effectively it's like being pulled apart and pulled back into the hex which the average first layer of meaning for me was like okay well it means that he can't survive without the hex or without without the magic but i never yeah. even thought about actually no the other people are surviving because of the magic as well yeah
0: it's almost it was almost as though yeah I, I don't know it was never really very much up to your interpretation on that one i think which was quite an interesting bit vision just tried to get out and starts to disintegrate one of the kids vaguely realises this through his powers perhaps and then wonder decides to expand the hex just to, to bring him back in but also it kind of absorbs a lot of the the sword forces around the edge of the, the hex including darcy including darcy and they all get kind of transformed so a lot of their like tents and stuff that they'd set up outside get turned into a circus yeah. and everything kind of has a reason for being there almost yeah. I thought that was a really cool moment as well
1: I did uh das has the best bits where she like goes to swear a couple of times like on this she's about to say oh fuck and then it like, cuts her off here you're just gonna call Hayward a dick and she's like oh he's a dick and like cuts to somewhere else yeah so, like, they made me chuckle a few times um we also there's hints to Monica getting powers as well uh like yes. she's been in and out the hex a couple of times and her, her cells are changing and at first I texted you I was like holy shit is this how we're getting mutants like is this yeah. where it stems from and it turns out no <laughs> we do <laughs> something out of it yes yeah, so it was yeah. mentioned that going inside in
0: and out of the hex rewrites your dna and the more you do it the more likely you are to get i don't know it doesn't really say but fucked up i guess it's but, threat,
1: yeah and but, she's um, like she don't care she's like i've seen like cells in remission seeing cells like fighting back or whatever so i don't i don't need to see my blood so like shit just happens so she yeah. she's pretty blase about it.
0: So it is worth noting that her and Jimmy decide to take off before the hex expands, don't they? They go to meet somebody, and that set the internet ablaze as well with theories. But they go off to meet somebody so they don't get caught up when it expands.
1: Yeah. Which, if if, if you listen to this just to see if it's Reed Richards, it's not. <laughs> Which no one. Everybody thought it was. no
0: one. It was just, I don't even think they got given a name, did they?
1: No. Uh, it's like, oh, my guy, you know a space engineer or something, astrophysicist engineer assist. (laughs) And and it's no one. It's literally no one. Even something that comes later that we thought this person was, it's not. It's just no one. Mostly. (laughs) Yeah. But then Um, episode seven. Episode seven. Breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. Modern family and the office kind of episode. Yeah. I think that
0: was, and that was sort of breaking the fourth wall is where, a character talks directly to the camera, which happens yeah, a lot in those shows. You get your talking heads. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They're like, they're like a mockumentary type thing, aren't they? Yeah. So, um, it first of all, it replays like the scene where at one point it's like a very short clip of the hex expanding, but in like modern family style, it has like bongos over the top of it. And everything is funny with bongos because in the episode before, it's like really dark and like she's. Gone crazy. She expanded, it. The music's like da nah, like really like ominous. And this is like just the music makes it instantly funny. Like it becomes a, a comedy bit rather than a, effectively a, a, a slight horror bit. Yeah. What's the name? Who's who plays Elizabeth? Olson. What's the name? Olson. Her Julie Bowen impression is outstanding, and it only made me fancy her more. <laughs> Fair. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. Like, honest to God, she's a good actress. Like, I never really got on board with the um the Eastern European accent that she does. and never thought that was too great. But everything she does in this, because every episode she's working it really well. We should point that out and say her more than Paul Bettany, I should say, as well. Like she's she's the way she speaks, a little mannerisms and everything, spot on. Yeah, it
0: did feel like she was the she was more the main character than Vision Slash bettany
1: Yeah. She's lost control of her powers, vision's off somewhere. She's basically just like it's like a single mum. Basically, she's woken up. And she was like, I just want to date myself. Like stuff's happening. She doesn't, she can't control things are. Like, she's got a carton of milk at one point, and it's gone from a carton to a bottle of milk to a 50s bottle of milk to whatever. Yeah, it's, it's just like, like everything like no around the house,
0: happened. like the, the fireplace changes into the 70s fireplace to the 50s fireplace. To everything's kind of flicking around constantly, and like you say, you just feel like she's a little bit burnt out, maybe.
1: Yeah.
0: So uh, Agnes
1: agrees to babysit the, the boys. I was going to say, I like this episode a lot more the second time around, actually. It's the one that I was like, okay, I like this more now. I don't know why I said that like that. <laughs> <Why is> that... <laughs> <laughs> I like this episode more. And I realised when I turned to myself and I said, oh, I like this
0: episode more.
1: Um, yeah, I, did, I wasn't a huge fan the first time, but yeah, this one was good. And it's worth watching for the very end of nothing else. I was
0: going to say, it drew me in with the very end. But before we get to that, we'll say Darcy is basically right by where Vision is. So... Vision can kind of bring her out of the spell because at first she assumed she's a member of the circus. He can kind of bring her out of the spell and they decide, oh, we need to get back. So they start to to get back. They, they, get, they steal a truck and they start to drive back and all of a sudden, comedy of errors, despite it being in the middle of nowhere, there's a school crossing. or there's. I like that bit too, actually. Yeah, I thought that was really yeah. funny. It was really well done. And it, it feels at the time, it felt like, oh, well, Wonder doesn't want them back there. Because vision's kicking yeah. off he's not happy about anything so she's putting these things in the way kind of thing to stop them from from getting there yeah outside of the the bubble outside of the hex monica meets up with a mysterious contact who was science person number one we'll go unnamed because we don't have a name for her yeah and uh they try to to drive this big space rover in so that we can get monica back in uh, that doesn't work and the space the, the space rover kind of half turns into a truck which was quite a cool effect i thought
1: yeah why did um, they think that would work you know. uh, monica had specs that made because she was like oh is this the right spec for it? like is this what you asked for so like, yeah it's perfect why <laughs> every <laughs> single thing that's gone in all that all that was written on the spec was big truck <laughs> yeah. so basically what happens is anything that goes in if it's like summer from 2020 if it's a 60s sitcom, it will go to something similar, but from the 60s. Yeah. So we got... What's what's the next? Oh, so we got a drone that turned into a remote-control helicopter. Yeah, like a toy helicopter, didn't it? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I don't know why she thought... Get the, that... get the new Space Rover out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, I guess maybe on, it was Sword, so that was all they had. Yeah, maybe. But uh... we've, got, we've got 50-year-old TVs, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <You're> like this. <laughs> um, when
0: uh, when that doesn't work, Monica just decides, all right, I'll just try it without the Space Rover. And they're very much against this because I this bit was all a bit woolly to me. They were all right when she was going in the truck, but when she decided to not go in the truck, it was a problem. Well, the truck was made to her specs. Oh, well, of course, the specs. I forgot what yeah, they specs. didn't work. No. But... <laughs> anyway, she goes in and she sort of, when she emerges through the other side of the wall, she, like, can see, she has, like, heightened vision. She can see. She's on
1: LSD, basically. She can see color. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> she
0: can see music yeah. at this point. Um, but, yeah, so she kind of manages to somehow get there before Vision does. I think because they're holed up, but at one point, Vision just decides, wait,
1: why am I waiting here? And Yeah, we don't off. necessarily know what's, it might not be linear in terms of,
0: I guess. Yeah, maybe that's a point. Either way, she gets there and she gets in and she confronts Wanda about what's going on. Wanda tries to use her powers on her and Monica gets to do cool superhero landing like from Deadpool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, Because she has her powers. She's not just high she yes, has, she has of, like, powers. powers yeah Who are we going and then, with
0: Proton? and then we or what's her other one what's Fo- the other? photon isn't it a name she has, she's photon. got so many names i think because she's, had she's so many not different... captain marvel but she has been she has been but i doubt she would be because we already have a captain marvel yeah uh, photon pulsar and spectrum i think is what she uses at the minute the, yeah. that character uses so um, she's one of them Yeah, I don't think she's ever given a name, but then again, that's another thing that the Marvel Universe is a little bit light on giving people their actual superhero names. Yeah. We'll come back to that. Um, Anyway, she gets there, and Agnes comes in and kind of takes Wanda away from the confrontation. Cue Wanda looking like that woman screaming at the cat meme. (laughs) Anyway, she gets taken away and told to calm down. When Wanda goes into her house, she's like, all right, where are the boys then? And she's like, oh, I think it might be in the basement. Why? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, she gets <laughs> down into Base this basement. <laughs> she gets down into this basement, and it's very Halloween-y, this is what a witch's lair looks like kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> And all of a sudden, Agnes appears, and she admits to us that her real name is Agatha Harkness, which is a witch from comics.
1: She full and names herself as well. I'd just be like, actually, it's not Agnes. I'm, I'm it's, it. it's not Lee. It's Liam. Be <laughs> yeah. like, it's not Lee. It's Liam Downey. Actually, well, yeah, maybe that's a good point. <laughs> um, cue because she says the... it as if I mean it's obviously for the audience, yeah. but she says it as if it's for Wanda to be like, oh, By the way, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cue the little jingle right at the very end of the episode, which is the best jingle. Uh, Of any TV show ever. Yeah, which is like a, a, plays out like a sort of intro to a separate TV series. And it was Agatha all along. And we sort of get clips then. I was singing that all week after that. Yeah. We get little clips of things that we'd seen previously that didn't quite look right. Then it turns out it was Agatha who'd got magical powers as well. because She's a witch and she was influencing these things, including Pietro turning up before. Yeah.
1: So he was kind of under her spell. Yeah. And also I, she killed boom. Sparky. She uh, and I killed Sparky too. Yeah, the yeah. bitch. The goddamn bitch. Good episode. Yeah. I think. Like after a second viewing, it definitely bumped up there. Again, I it was a bit like, like the
0: Halloween one for me, where it was bumped up again
1: mostly by the ending. The sort of the big reveal at the end. Yeah. Yeah. And again, yeah. this is one of those things that kind of everyone had speculated and were like, she's probably yeah this person. And she was, but still didn't take anything away still, from it. It's
0: a nice punch the air moment when it actually happens. Yeah, it? they
1: fucking knew it. Uh, episode eight, I call this the exposition dump episode.
0: Yeah, it's titled previously on. and Which I don't think you liked so much.
1: No, for me, it, it was basically
0: just the little backstory of this is how we, certain elements of how we got to this point. It goes into explain that Agatha is actually like hundreds of
1: years old. She's a witch yeah. and she, she sort of she pulls people's powers out of them.
0: Yeah. She was um, she was sort of getting extradited from her own coven because she did dark magic. Um, but she could then pull the magic out of the other witches and, and
1: kills them instead. And the whole point, so the it's framed by basically Agatha being like, You've done all this, I want to know how. Like, I never heard of you. I'm a bull ass witch. Why, 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 why can't I do this? who are you that can do this? And obviously she doesn't know who she is because she's an Avenger, but, you know, she's not like some, me- it's not known as this mega powerful witch, like who can do this? Yeah. So she's like, let's go through your past and figure out how this has happened. Like, cause you don't, Wanda's like, I don't know what, what I've done. I don't know how it's happened. It just has. So she's like, okay, well, let's go see what's triggered it then. And then they go, they go back through like the key moments of Wanda's past. Yeah. Which, uh... which retcons some stuff sort
0: of a little bit so it goes back yeah it does um it goes back to her being a child and we see that one of her favorite pastimes was watching old sitcoms hence the whole kind of framing device of the series kind of makes a bit more sense but it it sort of shows us that it's explained when the bomb hit their house that killed the parents it was a stark bomb and which we knew yes which we did know but it didn't go off because Wanda stopped it from going off basically
1: I feel like i mean, maybe I need to re-watch that bit again. But so, I feel like it was quite ambiguous. Yeah. She it was, kind of puts her hand out, but I think then it's just like a little red light and obviously the red being her. Kind well, of, so maybe I missed that.
0: Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah. It, it wasn't like there was a big hex around it like you'd expect or what have you. Mm-hmm. Also,
1: then it sort of jumps forward into She's getting experimented on by Strucker. Also, sorry, can I just say could the Explained that previous scene in the Avengers Age of Ultron. Like, oh, we were trapped for like two days or whatever. They didn't seem that trapped to me.
0: Well, they seemed like they like, could have was, moved around just, a little bit.
1: Yeah, there was plenty of room to move around in the house, and they could have just got out a window if they wanted to. And they were Good just point. under the bed comfortably. They, that's their own doing. <laughs> but, but yeah, it, it, it suggests that she always had powers. It wasn't the mind stone that gave her her powers. Yes, that's correct. Cut to experiments. With the Mind Stone,
0: yeah, where there's she kind of wanders into the a room with the the scepter, which was what it was in at the time, and there's like a whole bit where the kind of the Mind Stone comes out of the scepter and, and almost like speaks to her, and you see this mysterious figure in there, and then there's like a big flash, and but the guys that are watching it don't, don't see really any see that. any of that. It sort of like cuts between she's standing there one minute, and then all of a sudden she's on the ground, and yeah. sort of. None of it is really explained. But yeah, that was another sort of moment. And then that seems
1: to sort of like enhance her abilities. Yeah. That's kind
0: of where I guess where
1: they assume she got her powers from, but it
0: more in actual fact, seems like he just unlocked her powers. Yeah. Um, we then get a bit after that film where she's watching Malcolm in the Middle, more up to date sitcoms at the Avengers facility. And kind of vision comes in and he sort of is almost like the only person who's like a human being to her, despite the fact he isn't a human being. Yeah. And they both they both fish out of water. They both kind of learn to – to. it sort of shows that's the beginning of them learning to be together. Yeah. The beginning of their relationship. Which I quite like
1: that scene, actually. Yeah,
0: I thought that was pretty well done, actually, because it it's very different than the vision that we have seen over the last couple of films and the, the entire of the last series where he, was, he wasn't quite as human
1: yeah yeah um, and then it then it cuts to um what we would previously seen a snippet of which was hayward hayward video footage of her in, in commas stealing the vision where it actually wasn't she went to see him because she would heard that sword had him and his will was to just be buried or whatever or something or, or certainly not to be experimented on Or like, yeah you know, so that anyway. was that was
0: it she'd gone there to to collect his body as you would with anybody so that he could go and have like a funeral and bury him and what have you however he just turns around hayward turns around and goes well i'm not letting you walk out of here just to chuck a load of vibranium in the ground because that's what he's made out of it's like the most precious substance in the world yeah so it turns out that she she then kind of does bust in as we kind of seen on the video but she goes up to him and sort of goes to touch his body and, and realizes that he's not there anymore he's not in the body um, which so was she tragic, just,
1: by the way. She's yeah. like, I can't fail you. I mean, that was honestly tragic. Yeah, like, it was a really was it done again,
0: really uh, rough going of it for her as well. Yeah. So she then quietly leaves without his body and goes to finds finds an envelope, which I, I guess had been left at some point.
1: I thought it was just in a car next to her.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, it was there, but it's like never really explained anything about it. But either way, it's that they bought a plot in the town yeah. of Westview, where they were going to retire, I guess. But uh, she gets there to this plot, and obviously, just an empty plot with the just the foundations of a house in it. And she sort of has this breakdown there, which then
1: causes the hex expands and and causes the hex. Yeah. So she has. So now we know that she has done it, but inadvertently. So like the first few episodes where she was like doesn't really know what's happening. She didn't know what was happening. She was just. She creates the hex, and then all of a sudden, it's black and white and visions there, and she's just like,
0: just going to go with it. I think,
1: yeah. And she's if she has sort of, she doesn't know what's what's going on. She just, this is life. But then it's just that later on, she realises, and that's when she starts not going crazy at times, but abusing it. Yes, definitely. Cut to right at the very
0: end of the episode, we see that Agatha is now full on all witch get up, isn't she? Yeah. And she's uh, she's got the, the kids captive, and she
1: says to her that she is the, the Superman Four Quest for Peace. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, she is the Wonder Vision.
0: Uh, no, <laughs> she is the Scarlet Witch, the legendary Scarlet Witch. Or the, I can't remember what term she used exactly.
1: Yeah, she basically like Scarlet Witch is a only happen once a millennium, and the just the most powerful witches going basically yes basically they just they don't just happen they don't need incantations or anything this might be from today's episode but they're just you were kind of born with that ability kind of thing yeah and yeah she is the scarlet witch
0: and she can use chaos magic which is another term from the from the comics so then uh we get a mid-credit scene which i think was the second one
1: yeah, the We're first one previous, episode, the previous episode where um, that was Snoop is going to snoop. Yeah. Where we see Pietro, who, by the way, despite not being real quicksilver, does have super speed. But he pops in to Monica, because Monica's like... She's trying to break into, uh, into Agatha's house. house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Pietro, like, pops up behind us, like, Snoop's going to snoop, and then it cuts off. Yeah. So this one was probably a little bit more substantial, I think. I can't remember what this one was. So this one is, we get, it's
0: cut to the oh, side yes, and I mean, Hayward's yeah. there. And it turns out he's actually still got Vision's body. Yeah, they rebuilt a, him. Yeah, there's a Vision there who is completely white and he sort of turns him on kind of thing. And the white Vision was sort of a reference to uh, the Vision that got rebuilt in the 70s, I think, after, a, I don't know, something had happened. There's a lot of weird yeah. shit that goes on with the Vision, especially in the <laughs> 70s. Um He gets rebuilt, and he's basically not himself. He's not got the same personality anymore.
1: So that was sort of that reference. At this point, he's more Terminator than Man. Yes. I like that. Bloody boom. (laughs) (laughs) Leads into the last
0: episode, called The Series Finale, which I think leads to what we said before, in the fact that American... So, like, it's called The Series Finale. Now, Americans refer to... Like a series or a season as seasons. And if they say a season, a season finale, then that's like the end of that. It'll come back next year, kind of thing. Whereas if they say a series finale, that's like the end of it. Like, yeah. So I thought I noticed that was straight away before I even pressed play on the episode today. I was like, okay, so this is going to get a proper ending then.
1: I didn't click that. Well done. Yeah, thanks.
0: So in that, we're so sort of, everything's fully up to date and. We're kind of—it's basically full go now, isn't it? It's we've got a, we've got the big battle coming up. Uh, Agatha and Wanda are going to battle. Uh, Agatha's going to try and basically take the chaos magic, the abilities of the Scarlet Witch away from Wanda, as she had done previously. And White Vision
1: enters. Sounds like a script, script read. White Vision enters. <laughs> enters stage <laughs> left.
0: He enters yeah. the hex. That's what I should say. I suppose.
1: Can I just say this is a full on video game finale because, like, with video games, like you, you go through whatever, then you have the big boss fight, like, it's the big boss fight right at the end, and it takes ages. And that's whatever. With so many times with like films and stuff, I want that big boss fight, but it doesn't happen, or it's like very, really short. Looking at you, it's, uh, Willy's Wonderland, yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, this is close. Well, if all the previous episodes have been 25 minutes ish. This is 25 minutes of big boss fight, and then a yeah. little bit at the end. So I kind of I did appreciate that, even though it's not a huge amount of story going on.
0: Yes, that's fair. And it like I say, it was really just just I'd fighting for the most of it. Yeah. yeah. So white vision enters and fights
1: regular vision. Cool. Which was a cool fight, kind of say. Yeah, but it was cool because like the phasing. Like yeah. white vision of punch and then good vision of would phase and like trap his arm and his arm and you know throw them about both be
0: using the head laser thing it felt like yeah.
1: they both knew what their powers were and yeah, they were it was like that bit on arrested development where George and Oscar fight each other and they know each other's moves
0: which <laughs> <laughs> is exactly what I
1: thought of yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes so that happens
0: and basically vision asks why white vision is doing this and white vision says I need to destroy the vision Vision says, well, I'm not the true Vision because I'm not, I'm just his memories. I've not actually got a body. And they sort of come to this weird, they have this sort of allegory fight where they just talk about it instead, which I thought was really cool. It was the most Vision fight ever, actually. it was. Yeah, because it was just like, oh, well, what about this? And then what about this? And in the end, it sort of gets to the point where Vision convinces White Vision that, He's maybe the truth. I don't really know what kind of happened at the end of that. He sort so they, of just, they
1: kind of come to an agreement that was like, well, then we're both vision. So either we should both die or like.
0: Neither of us. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so, so anyway, white vision flies off. Before that, though, he's like, look, you're being controlled. Like, because you know you have been controlled, but you, my memories are still in you. Like you can still be full vision rather yes. than half vision. So he, he kind of unlocks their memories and then yeah gives him gives him regular human eyes yes (laughs) and
0: then like say white vision just flies off not to be seen again so I assume that's gonna come up in a later film or something
1: yeah probably fucking how many times does Vision have to die before fucking being dead (laughs) yeah (laughs) I am disappointed that we didn't get and you know that was cool and a cool way to resolve it but I did just want Ultron
0: back you you were desperate for that weren't
1: you I just fucking love James Fader. I know. I think he's ace.
0: Have you got a James Fader impression
1: for us? Hang on. You, man. Can't. No. 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 <laughs> no okay. yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> staying in. I'm the lizard king. That's my James Fader impression. Um, go on.
0: Um, I can't do
1: impressions of James Fader, but he's ace. He could do an impression of me, though. He's that good.
0: Yeah. He could be. He could be actually be you right now, for all I know.
1: Yeah, it's just a fake background and Zoom. Yeah. It's just me. Go on. Um, we do cut to as well that fake Quicksilver has got Monica in his man cave. And then they have a little scuffle, which I did like. The, he does like a super speed flick, which sends a flying across the room. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Interesting way to show his powers. Yeah.
0: While she's in there, uh, she discovers that he's actually a guy called Ralph Boner. <laughs> and I saw that at first. Paused it for a minute because I was laughing at Boner.
1: Yeah. And even he laughs at Boner. And when then she says, she says it name. to him and he laughs at it. Yeah. So I was like, okay, <laughs> cool. We're, we're on the same page here. and yeah. um, I was like, are they going to like say, oh, no, it's Boner? No. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that says Boner.
0: No, no that's just... Because yeah. <laughs> you see it written down before anyone speaks it. So that happens and
1: Monica kind of
0: gets him out of the, the spell somehow.
1: Or is yeah it he's got the, like a magic necklace. Oh that was a, an enchanted yeah. necklace which is given him powers. So she she uses her uh, LSD powers to see that <laughs> and rips it off see him. The,
0: the music coming from his necklace. Yeah. Um, and Agatha basically takes all of the village people out of the spell as well. Um and they all kind of confront Wonder at that point because they're like you've been you just you've been torturing us for the last Weeks, weeks or whatever um so she realizes kind of what's gone on and what she's done so she agrees to let them all out kind of starts to lower the hex and all of a sudden you real- she realizes that that's going to cause vision and her kids to die as well because they can only yeah. exist within the hex i didn't see the kids coming because at it one really point like, sense.
1: it does but early on monica was like oh no the kids are real like I, I think she them out was of her. Just saying that to her kind of. No, she's no Monica said it to out outside okay. of it. Outside of it. Right. I, I can't remember who she's talking to, but she's like, no, no, the like the kids are, are real. So I don't expect for them to just be killed off as well. Because we, we see how vision gets made earlier on. Like she just forms him. Yeah. Kind of. Where is this. I mean, we don't see it on camera. No, <laughs> we see how 30, they get made. Yeah. To, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was surprised by that.
0: But, but it so, does make sense. So at that point, then, the the sword guys basically take the opportunity to run in. And Wanda
1: realizes that she's killing them. So decides to close the barrier again. Yeah. Which, make, I mean, she's like, right, get out while you can. She tells people to run from the and, center of town. Yeah. Then 30 seconds later, <laughs> like close it miles. <laughs> I don't think they got far. No, no, I don't either, but she's um, not controlling them anymore, I guess, which is good. Yes, that's true. So then basically, oh, she goes back to her um, her Age of Ultron spinny hands, sort of creepy Scarlet Witch, which I liked. Yes, like, you so know, that's true, but she goes into like Agatha's memory, but then it turns out Agatha can still control that, shit. yeah. And like, so then it basically, it's, it's all out fight then
0: between the two of them, isn't
1: it? Yeah.
0: Uh, it looks like. Agatha's getting the upper hand because every time Wanda attacks her, she's just absorbing the energy. And quite a few of them seem to miss. She's like flying around, and a lot of these attacks by Wanda seem to miss and hit the wall of the hex. It gets to the point where like Wanda's completely withered and almost looks like she's done.
1: Which is when I lost my erection. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, let me me do that again. Which is when I got my erection. (laughs)
0: then uh Agatha tries to attack Wanda, but it turns out that Wanda was actually put in runes, which were previously explained as a way to stop another Stop another person. magical user from doing any magic in this place. Uh so she does that. Wanda is actually faking being depowered. She'd actually got loads of power in her because she is, spoilers, the Scarlet Witch. Yeah, boy. She gets uh, changed gets changed yeah she puts on a little headdress magical headdress and basically just beats beats on agatha and turns agatha into agnes basically into the character yeah. from the tv show which i don't know if that's going to work when the hex is gone i don't it know seems... i guess so yeah cuz it feels well, like maybe yeah. it's a different magic i don't know
1: it seems like she's just like might like implanted like memories and shit yeah so who knows she could come back which is good because the problem with these th- The beauty of comic books is you get villains that last 60 years. Yeah, that's true. The issue with comic book movies is usually they're killed. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Like Comic book
0: movies are a completely different kind of storytelling than comic books.
1: Yeah, that's true. But it's sometimes disappointing. Like Killmonger, for example, was one of, if not the best villain we got so far in the MCU. Sad to see him not be able to be used again so this you unless know,
0: unless they do because it's comics
1: yeah true agatha was visions only, visions human, died twice like, already yeah so like, it's interesting to see that there's a, a chance that she could come back in the future if need be although she didn't seem what a threat is she really if we got yeah that's true op scarlet witch i guess but we
0: we and then it sort of ends with wonder kind of saying goodbye to everyone saying goodbye to the kids i saying goodbye to Vision as the the hex slowly collapses in on itself. Yeah,
1: she's agreed to like close. She knows it's the right thing to do. But I was literally holding back tears. Really? Like at this? Point. Yeah, I thought it was really, really choked me up. Like not the kids, but um, hook them kids, hook <laughs> 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 them kids, phrasing. Um, but when she was saying bye to Vision, that, that proper got me. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. that. It was a bit of a tearful goodbye, wasn't it? Yeah, it was nice, nicely done yeah
0: and then and credits. The credits she goes yeah. off
1: she gets in the car no she does not sorry she walks past the car and walks back into town and she's like at first but th- well, i thought maybe she's gonna hand herself in but she's just like peace out and just, <laughs> just flies out so guys flies. yeah <laughs> you know it doesn't t- take any responsibility just just fucks off yeah pretty much
0: especially as the, the uh, like you've got the fbi you've got sword there but the regular police are going to turn up so she has to get out of there
1: yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, credits.
0: Or is it? Yeah, so we had, you had two two mid-credits bits on this. Yeah. I almost didn't check. <laughs> Imagine. Uh, yeah. You've checked eight times previously, but on the ninth one, you're like, nah, no, it's uh, not really.
1: to I, I figured there'd be one for this, but I almost didn't check for the second one. That's what I mean. Right, Sorry. I see.
0: So the, the first one, I don't know. I did not think much of the first one. It's Monica gets pulled aside... From the cleanup operation, and somebody goes into a theater with her,
1: and it turns out that person's a scroll, and they say that. But, but not so. Sorry. Go on. The, her Monica's mate, the she aerospace engineer, or whatever. Yeah. The theory is that she would be the scroll Like she was a scroll, Like she was her old mate. Yeah. She was probably the kid scroll from, Captain Marvel.
0: Yeah.
1: No. Nope. Wasn't. It wasn't this, this random one, this random person that's also a scroll, that's a different scroll, probably. And yeah, sorry. Yeah.
0: It was just, just a scroll, wasn't it? It was yeah. kind of
1: yeah. A little bit out of the blue, I guess. I mean, fine. I guess if too many people know each other, then it makes the universe smaller, but come on, like <laughs> it just went completely against expectations. But we were right that there was a scroll in there somewhere.
0: Yeah, and then she sort of hints that. She's somebody's waiting for her and she points upwards. And it's, I guess, it's kind of meant to be Nick Fury, yeah, because it's your old friend, wasn't it, or something like that? Or or Carol's friendly mums,
1: old friendly mums, she says, yeah, it says, and yeah. And as we've already seen at the end of Spider Man, he's in space, Nick Fury's in space, yeah. So I guess that was what that was hinting at. I thought that was fine, yeah. And you know, I did kind of like is remember the old days in Marvel where we didn't know what was coming. Or well, it wasn't as widely known anyway. So yes. you have the end of these films, and then there'd be a stinger at the end, and it'd, it'd be just a just a nudge. You might you saw Mulniere, yeah. And it's like, oh my god, a Thor film, or in the days Downey before G we knew what turn the, up. next five films were going to be, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And now I'm, I miss that. So I, I don't know what's to come from this, but it means that I, it did kind of get me excited that there was ooh, there's something happening that I don't know about potentially.
0: Like I said, that, that, that along was, with obviously Sword being quite a big part in this and the the end of the Spider-Man thing feels like that's maybe where it's going to go next. That's going to be the big next thing. Yeah. We're maybe building towards. Then the second post-credits scene was it's some, looks like Canada, I guess, like yeah, quite far some north.
1: Around, some little house.
0: Yeah, in the middle of nowhere, like in the, <laughs> in the mountains. It uh, kind of zooms in and we just see that wanders there a cup of tea or yeah, a cup of joe not really doing much and then she goes inside and we go inside and we see that it's like a her astral form which is something that's Doctor Strange uses quite a lot and she's reading the Dark Hold, which is the big book of magic spells basically yeah considered to be evil because that, that's also in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as well but it looked very different so no. m- maybe it's just nothing to do with the one in the Agents of
1: S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> I don't know but um, I mean, you print more than one book.
0: <laughs> True.
1: You're going to make much money if you just do one book, are you? Yeah, I guess one one, one copy of the dark Darkhold. Yeah.
0: She's sort of flicking through this book and she hears the voices of her children. Yeah. And that's sort of all we really get. But I think that's leaning towards the new Doctor Strange film.
1: Yeah. So we've got. We, I think there's been rumors that it's going to be, or this would link in, or yeah. there'd be some sort of link between the characters in Multiverse of Madness. It also links to the idea that there is a set, potentially a second season of this. Could be, yeah. But it's but it's not. You know, how I said earlier, it's in a different format. It could just be a continuation of the story, but it's not sitcoms. Yeah, it's not sitcoms. It's not Wonder Vision. It might just be Wonder, or it might just be the Scarlet Witch.
0: Doing. Yeah, I think that's the other thing as well. Like they've they've got to the point now where they can just have the characters doing different things, like wanda can have her own tv show she was mainly in avengers before and then she can be in doctor strange next it's just yeah she'll just float
1: between all everything that she kind of wants to do which is what you want from comic books because yes. that's what happens you just get three books where deadpool will show up with spider-man for a bit and then you'll just go off and crack on so that's the that's the perfect world for me it's where you just get the same, same way as we got um doctor strange in thor in thor ragnarok yeah Uh, Those little bits, I think they're great.
0: You just sort of hint that they're all in the same world, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, and and that's WonderVision.
0: Yeah. Overall, then, I mean, it's a little bit more difficult, I think, to give a rate into a series rather than a a film. I think
1: I get I'm giving this
0: a four. I think I give it a four as well.
1: The times
0: in the middle, I feel like it could have been a bit higher for me. Yeah. Um, in the end, I think if you look at it overall, I think, yeah, it was a really, really well done. It was a, an interesting way for them to experiment with a longer form of storytelling than they used to with the films. Yeah. I felt like it was maybe just a little bit too reliant on <coughs> us being like, oh, what's going to happen next? Oh, what's, yeah. what does that mean? What does, you know, the mystery box sort of lost did it really well lost was amazing at that way. you could week on week you were like what does that mean what does that and at the end of the day you're probably never going to get enough answers for you or the right answers that you kind of want sure. so it does fall down a little bit on that and that's always the the limitation of this sort of mystery box format that it used but um but yeah i thought it was really good i think it was a good story obviously towards the end when you've got this big ass magical fight you can see where the 20 million an episode goes yeah. but uh
1: guess that's averaged out yeah
0: i think so I mean... yeah i enjoyed it i thought it was i don't know how much i want to enjoy it on a rewatch because that's the other thing i think rewatching series is something i do less than i'd rewatch a film
1: yeah it's easier with something like just pure comedy or whatever i guess but yeah or if it's shorter as well i think
0: maybe <clears throat> this will benefit a little bit from that it's only nine episodes that are 20 yeah. to 40 minutes
1: each yeah i'd go with that yeah, I think I, I'd not I don't plan on rewatching this again for a while. Sometime. And it's a little bit different to what to watching a film because all right, the episodes are pretty short, but it's still you couldn't watch it all in one sitting. No. But yeah, I think the, the lowest parts was still decent. Like it never got lower than a three, I don't think. Yeah, in, I think in that's my fair. mind. Yeah. So yeah, I think a four was a decent place. And yeah, it's just some of completely out of left field. Well, certainly to start off with, like yeah. the, those first few episodes were like a breath of fresh air. And it's nice to have some Marvel back. And now we're going to get absolutely pained by them because they're going to be fucking loads coming out the rest of the year. All Marvel all the time now. Yeah. That's what I like to so see. No one else can see, but I'm <laughs> pumping my arms in the air. But make, make,
0: make use of these next few episodes while it's not all Marvel on this podcast, I guess. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So go watch it. I mean, if you haven't already gone and watched it, but you listened to us talk about it for two hours... Yeah, I've got some bad what? news for you. <laughs> then don't bother, because you probably don't care anyway. Enough to fucking... <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was good. Go watch yeah, it. I agree. If you like this episode, please drop us a message on Twitter. Drop us a review on whatever podcast thing you listen through. Five-star review would be nice. Some nice comments would be nice. And American people find us?
0: Uh, they can find us at Pod on Twitter. And if you don't have Twitter, just drop us an email. Let's talk about nothing pod at gmail.com.
1: And until next time. Bye. I'll take it.